0: Hi, this is Angela. And I'm Jennifer. And welcome welcome to to the the Let's Design a Life Life of Joy podcast, where we talk about all things relating to joy and happiness hacks for your home, hacks for your life, and hacks for your family. But don't hack your family. (laughs) So (laughs) here we go (laughs) with another episode. Thanks for joining us today. Hi, everyone. Welcome. Hello, everyone. Is that time again? Time to talk about some joy. So tonight I just want to like go over and talk about the, the breath work thing that I did tonight. It was my second time doing it. And I think it would really help you, Jennifer. Cause it's so, it, it feels so it's amazing. Cause I've been so just dead tired just cause not getting enough sleep. Uh-huh. And I was not anymore rested this evening. I, I got really run down at the end of the day. Cause I had two nights, just not, not enough sleep. And I'd been such a zombie that I got awakened by a pet in the middle of the night, wanting to come into the bedroom. I hopped out of bed in my over-exhausted state, (laughs) staggered through the room, did not go the direction of my door and face planted into the, into the mirrored closet. I mean, come on, it's mirrored. It's not like I didn't see it coming. It's just been like, it's just been bad, just bad. So anyway, so then I got this thing like, Oh, I'll do a free breathwork session thing from Kathy Heller in, in my inbox. And I thought, Oh, I'll, I'll do it. You know, and I've done it before I did it. It must've been in January, I think. And it was with One of the girls in my little pod mastermind group, she did it for our group. And I was thinking, oh, I've done breath work before. I've done this kind of thing. Like I've done yoga and you breathe your nose and out through your mouth and all that kind of stuff. And I just thought it was just going to be that. I'm like, well, I guess it's relaxing, but I don't know what the big deal is because now you just hear about it all over the place. Everyone's talking about breath work. But it was like free, might as well, you know, do it. So she had a sit up, and she is a nurse practitioner. And so, this is not the Kathy Heller lady. This is the one in my pod group. She's a nurse practitioner and has her own medical practice and everything. And she made us sign a waiver before we did it and all this stuff. And I was like, "Why?" And she's like, "Well, because you go kind of deep into the stuff and it affects your physiology. And so, if you had any kind of health issue because of it, you know, you need to have a waiver." And I was like, "Wow, okay." Whatever I was like, she's thinking this is more than it is. like I, I don't know what she's worried about. Like mm-hmm. I'm fine, <laughs> you know. There's no way anything's gonna go wrong, right? Uh-huh. So it, just, it turned out it was just me and one of the other girls in our group, and she's like, "Okay, lay down, and then have your camera on you because I want to be able to watch you while you're doing this in case anything goes wrong." And I'm thinking like, oh. <laughs> What is she thinking is going to happen here? I'm literally laying on the couch, breathing. <laughs> like, okay, nothing. I have to interrupt you. So even
1: if she did see something going on, she wrong. She's not in the same room for, for with you. What on earth is she going to do?
0: <laughs> I don't know. Call nine one one. She had my address. She could probably call. True. True. So anyway, so uh, we start to do the thing, and then she says, "You want to have a blanket because a lot of people will say that they'll." start feeling really cold when they're doing it. And I was like, again, I was like, okay, lady, you know, I love you. And you're super smart, but what are you talking about? <laughs> I was like, whatever I'll do it. She said to do it. I'm getting cozy. This will be fine. And so I laid the blanket down. I'm you know, like, it's kind of warm in here for it, but I don't want to have to grab it later. If I'm, you know, full uh-huh. of, you know, being in the Zen moment. So she starts doing the thing and has this breathing pattern, which is totally unfamiliar to me. Like, I don't know what that is. I don't know what this is, but I'm doing it and doing it. And I don't even now, now that I'm thinking about it, I can't remember exactly what she had us do, but it was like this certain breathing pattern. And as I'm doing it, I, was I like, what she was hey, having you do. She was having you breathe. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was in a pattern. It was like a. Like, Sorry, I couldn't help it. Breathe in a certain way and exhale a certain way. It was like a, a thing, right? Uh huh. So, but still not like, weird or anything to the point where I was like, oh no, I you know, I'm not gonna get enough air or I'm gonna get too much air. It wasn't anything like that. And then you're supposed to control like whatever you're comfortable with too. So I was just doing what she said. And then as I'm laying there all of a sudden I was like, oh I am getting cold. And the thing that was nice is right when I felt that way, pickles was by my feet. Pickles is my little cheeky rescue mutt. She's chihuahua corgi mix. So she's smallish, but she's stocky. And so she laid on my feet. I was like, oh, so warm and cozy. So that was perfect. I'm laying there and she's doing the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, right on the right of my temple, kind of above it, sort of right kind of corner of my head Uh in the front, I had like a little muscle spasm. And then a moment later, I heard a popping noise inside my head. And I was like... (gasps) Uh Oh, you know, like is this what she was like worried about? But then I was like, Oh, but I'm popping noise inside your head. Yes, like like Rice Krispies, or yeah, like snap, like like it wasn't like super loud, but it was like it was definitely like a popping noise. I can't believe I didn't tell you about this. I can't believe I didn't tell you. Yeah. Um, Did you say anything to her while she was doing it? Did you interrupt to go, Hey, my head's popping? No, uh -uh. the brain's making crackling noises. (laughs) Yeah, no, because it was kind of this meditative thing, and I didn't want to get out of it if I didn't need to get out of it. So I was like, "I'll just seeing what happens." And so then, you know, my hands and feet were just cold, and that whole thing. And so, and then when it was done, I was like, "Ooh, I feel like refreshed and clear-headed and awake." but relaxed. I felt really, really good. I was like, Ooh, this was really nice. And the, the feeling lasted like into the next day. It was really, really good. And then we met up in our little weekly meeting, pod meeting. And the other girl that was in our session said, Ooh, and it just so happened the session that, that, that meeting, the girl who did the Breathing thing. She wasn't there that night. She's like, well, I got to tell her what happened because she said, all of a sudden this weekend I, I made six thousand dollars. It was like a random thing. She's like, this never happened. So she was like, this really does bring in, like you know, prosperity and stuff. And so it was just weird. So and then I, think, this, and so then just to bring in prosperity. Yeah, that's one of the things. It kind of opens you up for oh. everything, you know. So you're receptive, and She was telling us, she didn't want to tell the girl running the session at first, but she told her after that, and she had looked it up, but she said it was weird because during the thing, her hands, like she couldn't move her hands. Her hands got like weird and she looked it up and it turns out that it's something called lobster claws that you can get during breath work where your hands do this weird thing. It's not anything wrong with you. It's not a bad thing, but it it was weird. So it was really, it did physiologically affect both of us on a level. It's Uh so interesting. So, and and it's supposed to reduce stress and all this other kind of stuff. And if you do it, the lady that did the one tonight, she said that the first time she did it was with some I don't know what he's called, somatic healer type of guy. I don't know. I forget what you would call him. Anyway, he did the thing and she went in and it lasted for three hours. And she said that was really life-changing and intense. Like She came out having felt like she sorted out all this childhood trauma and all kinds of stuff. It was an interesting story because we did it for, I don't know, 15 minutes or something, probably not even 15 minutes, but still I have so much energy tonight. It's so much better. Oh, that's I, have tomorrow. To, I have to look it up and try it. Yeah. Apparently I'll, I'll look it up for you because she does things that you can find on YouTube or something. I have to, I'll look her up and I'll see, but there's things that you can do. And then she also, the thing that she mentioned, the thing too, is that you can train and learn how to do it and stuff like that and get like certified to do it. So that was really interesting. But anyway, it just it made all the difference because I have not had any energy there any other night this week. I would not have had this energy to do the recording or even have the conversation. I've just been dragging myself into bed and just collapsing. So it was pretty cool. I recommend if anybody wants to try it, try it. You'd be surprised even yeah, if I, mean, heard like of this I, was. But I didn't realize that that's what it entailed. That's pretty yeah. It's interesting. And it's funny because I was so skeptical of it. And and I've done, you know, Reiki, I've done meditation, I've done acupuncture, all these other energy things and always thought they were great. But the breathing thing just seemed like that was too far of a stretch for me to get a handle on. That was, I couldn't wrap my head around it. But now that I've done it twice and both times have been amazing, I got to like check into it more.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's one of those things where you don't need to know how it works for it to work as long as it works. Mm
0: -mm. And the fact that it worked, even though I was skeptical, it wasn't, it was not a, it's all in my head kind of thing or a, it wasn't that. Cause yeah. And the only reason I did it tonight was because it was cool that last time, but I felt like I was just humoring her and going along with it (laughs) Uh and forgot to be pretty amazing. So that's cool. So tonight we wanted to talk about a movie that we saw on Netflix, and now I'm blanking out on the name of it, let me look it up on my phone here, about Joy that is just so wonderful and so charming and just warmed my heart, and I think everyone should watch it if you're really seeking joy and wondering how you really get joy. It really boils it down to the most simplest form and it's wonderful. And it's all about Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. And what, when they're asked about joy and happiness, Desmond Tutu says is, and I quote, joy is the reward really of seeking to give joy to others. So basically what I got after watching the film is that you can't find joy or seek joy to have joy. You have to be joy and give joy to feel joy. That was the gist I got from it. So
1: it's like you give and then you'll receive,
0: basically. Exactly. Which is always the thing that makes most people happiest. But they were even talking to somebody who's a a researcher on joy at UC Riverside, I believe is where it was. And they do tests on subjects. They have people do something kind for themselves and they have somebody do kind things for other people and they test their blood and their DNA after. So the participants in the group who just did nice things for themselves, they felt good at the moment, but that faded. Whereas the participants who did something good for someone else, the effects lasted I forget how long. But yeah, long.
1: but it literally it changed their blood. It changed their DNA, DNA strands.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it particularly the DNA that is related to immune response and a boosted immune system. So people who do kind things for other people are healthier and they live longer. So it is more than just joy you get. You get longevity.
1: Yeah, and it doesn't even have to be, I don't think, huge things. It can be little things like today i had my nurse visit for my infusion mm. and i happened to be out in the yard i decided to go out and water really quick because i planted some wildflower seeds and i was looking around at my garden I'm like "Oh, i have so many flowers i should cut some for the nurse so i went in grabbed my shears came out cut some flowers and put a little vase together for her and when she got them when i told them they were hers, she was admiring them on the table she got so excited about and she was so happy to be bringing her flowers home tonight and it ended up being kind of a long day for her and then she came she was on call and she had to come to my house and she thought it was going to be a one-hour infusion and it's not a one-hour infusion it's a two-hour infusion and then so to get those flowers really boosted her her mood and she was so happy that she had them. And so it was really nice that I was able to do that for her. And then I felt really good that I was able to share my garden and it just set the whole tone for my whole, my infusion session. It was really nice. That is nice. Yeah. And another thing that's on that Netflix show that I really responded to when watching it is when they're talking about how, If you have something that's adverse that happens in your life, there's two ways of looking at it. You can either look at it and saying, oh, what a sad story for me, whatever. Or you can look at it from a different angle and say, oh, look at the opportunity I have to learn here or the opportunity to try something different. And so it makes a huge difference and they called it reframing. And it's just how you can take something that's going on in your life and say okay how can i look at this from a different angle because there's got to be more than one way than just you know what i'm going through and my my sad feelings and i do i let myself have those sad feelings and i let myself feel sorry for myself to a certain point but then i most of the time find myself saying okay how can i look at this differently How can I make this into some kind of a positive thing? And sometimes it's harder than others, but I'm generally able to do it. Maybe not right that day. It may be a day later, a week later, two months later, but depending on how difficult it is is of a thing, but I can always seem to be able to reframe things and look at it from a different point of view,
0: like, especially
1: with all of my health stuff it can get really frustrating, you know, cause I, there's not many days that I don't have a migraine and I have fibromyalgia so my hands and my feet hurt, but I'll look at other people and I'll watch somebody say in their seventies, that's just now starting to have health issues that's been healthy their whole life. And they get these problems that have this chronic pain and they don't handle it well at all. They go into complete like a shutdown mode or they can't they literally can't reframe things because they've been so used Mm -hmm. to always being in a healthy, comfortable body. And it really throws them for a hard curveball. And I always think to myself, oddly enough, I'm like, well, you know, I'm really lucky because I don't know any different. And so it makes it easy for me. And I, uh, from a very young age, I had to start moving through life in that way, that it's a second nature thing for me. And so I know no matter what comes up ahead of me in life or what other obstacles I have health-wise, I know I have that system to fall back on because I've always had to do it. So it's an inherent thing. I don't even have to think about it. I can just manage through it. I I may have some days that are worse than others and there are days that will land me like wiped out, can't do anything and I'll really have to rest. But for the most part, I can get through my days and often not even notice that I'm uncomfortable because I get myself so involved in other things I'm doing and I've got my list of accomplishments I want to get done. And so I am able to work around those things, whereas other people might just completely shut down.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was the same way when I got diagnosed with breast cancer too. I immediately just went for What was the positive upside of this? And one of the things was, oh, this is good because I'm young now. So getting this surgery won't be so hard, but I'm old enough that I'm done having kids and I'm done breastfeeding. And so I won't miss that part of anything. And I'll bounce back from the surgery fine. And I caught it early and it's all going to be good. And then I had such an outpouring of love and caring from family and from friends that came immediately came to help as soon as they found out I was having surgery. They made us a, a chart and when were they going? to People going to take the kids? My kids got loved on and spoiled. I got totally taken care of and spoiled. People were bringing meals to the house. We didn't have to worry about anything. And it was just and it wasn't so much that it was the fact that I was immediately taken care of. And in your daily life. You don't get to get taken care of or really feel what's around you on the level that I did. That was amazing to have so many of the parents at the school and people who wouldn't normally be doing a whole lot for me in a day. I'm pretty independent. I'm an adult and we all have our families, but that was a real coming together moment. It was really, really nice. And it was good to it was good to receive that. It felt good to receive that. So and to know what it feels like in the future for someone else in that position, the empathy that I gained. And I really didn't see any negatives to the whole thing. I really didn't. I did find the whole time because I really just reframed everything around what was the positive that I was getting out of everything. So I think it made a huge difference that my mindset it has always been conditioned that way. It helps so much if you can practice it every day for little things, like when you're. Car doesn't start, or you get a flat tire, or you have a difficult situation with somebody at work. If you can practice it, then don't wait until the big thing comes. If you can, if possible, try to practice it as you go through your day. Not saying there haven't been things that I haven't flipped out over, plenty, but it does help when you can reframe it. Because even if you initially flip out and you have your time to grieve or be upset or be scared. If you can immediately start to put your mind to work on something else like reframing, it'll be so much better. And it was neat to hear the Dalai Lama say how he felt that he could have stayed in Tibet, but then he would have been, you know, in this golden cage. He said, that's what people said he would be like in a golden cage, but he felt like he would much prefer to be a refugee and have the experiences that he had and be able to help people, He could help more people and be a stronger influence than if he had just stayed in Tibet. So I thought that was amazing that he could say that this was the best thing that could have happened to him was to be a refugee. Cause mm-hmm. I know how hard it would be for, for anyone to have to leave their country and not be able to go back. So it's pretty cool. They're, they're both pretty neat guys are amazing. I was just amazed by their whole, both of their stories. They went through so much. It wasn't like they had easy lives, but then you see them and they're sitting together two different parts of the world, two different religions. And they're sharing about their spiritual practices and they're teasing each other and they're laughing. And I love that they're not serious. It is so much like, they're just goofy dorks. They're so funny they're so cute. They pick on each other and just like, that's oh, so cute. I just love it. Yeah. But then they'll have their little sweet moments. Like when the Dalai Lama tells Desmond Tutu, when I'm dying, I will think of you. It's just, oh, I was like, I started to get teary-eyed. It is sweet. It was. It's sweet to see what wonderful friends they were. And it's just it's sweet. Yeah. And they
1: only got a, a handful of times to be together because their responsibilities and things that places they had to be all over the world, their past didn't
0: cross that often where they mm-hmm. could actually be together in the same room. Yeah, that's interesting. It's very interesting. But if you really want to learn, through a a deep dive and learn it, watch that film and really pay attention to the whole, point of it which just boils down to giving away joy to others it's the only way to get it it's the only way to get it and make sure that you cultivate it in yourself the Dalai Lama says like first cultivate it in yourself joy inside yourself and then give it to your family and then your family can set that example for other families and then if it spreads from family to family through the community and through your country and then globally that's when we'll actually have peace is when everyone is feeling that joy which would be amazing absolutely amazing so yeah and so i guess we'll just leave everyone with that so go out and do some good tomorrow to give some people some joy reap the rewards and make sure you're doing it as often as you can and that's it. Yeah, because it, it really does make a difference. Like,
1: I really made my nurse happy tonight just by cutting a few flowers. It didn't cost me anything.
0: Yep. That's and then you smile got to be on her face. Too. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, it's good stuff. Yep. All right. Yep. Well, bye, everyone. Good night. Or good night. It's night here, but you might be listening in the morning, but goodbye. <laughs> In this episode, we got sidetracked and forgot to mention the name of the film we discussed. The name of it is Mission Joy, Finding Happiness in Troubled Times. And it's currently airing on Netflix. And I will put this in the show notes. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us today. We had a great time. We hope you did too. Please go out in the world and spread some joy. Take care.